This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 14th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. It's easy for the government to make big giveaways through subsidies, sweetheart deals, and direct payments to friends of politicians. But another way privileges are distributed is through the tax code. William Freeland is a research analyst at the American Legislative Exchange Council. He evaluates the many ways states hand out favors in the tax code. So there's a number of ways that governments hand out favors regarding the tax code. Some of them are really specific. There are state economic development agencies, and they actually sit down with the uh, officers of a company, and they essentially negotiate a deal. If you create this many jobs, if you move your firm here, if you do this plant expansion here, in the cases, the case of states with really high taxes, it's often if you don't leave, companies that are thinking about leaving and they're trying to keep them in the states, and they give a very specific, narrow tax credit, no taxes, no income taxes, no property taxes, so on and so forth for a certain amount of time. Those are the specific direct ones. There's often um, many that are more programmatic, so it's sort of for a whole industry or any firm that qualifies under some sort of criteria, as long as you meet the politically uh, established criteria. And what are, what kind of criteria are those? It's job creation, that sort of thing? Sometimes it can be things like job creation. Those ones are still problematic, but less problematic than others, such as goals as uh, green energy, not just job creation, but high-tech job creation, 21st century job funds. These things are often called. We need good, new 21st century jobs. Uh, so goes the platitude. And so, yeah, things along these lines are often very narrow, uh, one one interesting one, not a big one, uh, in Arizona. Uh, Arizona has a great, very detailed uh, reporting of their expenditures, and they recorded seven hundred and thirty dollar credit. So only seven hundred and thirty dollars. The whole, not no, not missing any decimal places there, but for MMA fighting in a certain county. So for uh, businesses that have MMA fights in a certain county in Arizona, you are legally allowed to get a specific tax credit. So some of them are really quite specific, even though technically that's a criteria that if anyone makes it, uh, anyone who wants to have an MMA, MMA fight in this county qualifies. But it's So it's not directed just towards one company, although the specificity of it perhaps suggests that maybe it is. In my years as a reporter, I was able to witness, not directly, uh, but uh, basketball teams threatening to move and uh, when the competitor cities of uh, that, that wanted to host the team would essentially have the government trotted in, the governor or some representatives trotted in, sit down, here's what we're offering you. They leave, the next city or state government uh, officials come in and say, here's what we're offering you. But this is a problem that is not obviously not just sports teams. It's almost any kind of industry that you can imagine, be it uh, a signature industry like, say, horse racing in Kentucky or uh, something else. So what are some of the worst uh, abuses that uh, we've seen with this? Some of the worst abuses, there's some case studies in our research that we pull out in general. They're pretty egregious examples. One is essentially Boeing. Uh, started shopping around that they may be leaving Washington, largely related to a lot of uh, labor issues in particular. Um, but so a number of states in hopes of attracting Boeing uh, called, it was 
a time when most states were actually out of session, their legislators. So the governors called special sessions to put special packages together uh, just for Boeing. Some of them didn't name Boeing by name, but they said for aeronautics companies of the following criteria of which there was essentially one potential firm that may qualify. Uh, so across the board then, you know, we have five or six states that are essentially competing and vying for Boeing that's uh, looking for a better deal, some of it legitimately out of public policy, but some of it quite illegitimately as well. Uh, another example uh, would be House of Cards uh, in Maryland, which is a great example, a really fun one. Uh, anyone who knows the show, it's about sort of wheeling and dealing and cutthroat politics. And you saw a little bit of that happening in Maryland relating to tax credits that the show receives. It's actually filmed in Baltimore. Uh, and so there was sort of a dispute about the size of the tax credit. Uh, the company that was filming, uh, filming the show, they wanted more of a credit. The Maryland legislature more or less kind of said, be happy of what you got. Uh, House of Cards says, you know, we'll be happy to go somewhere else. There's other states that offer film credits. Uh, there was a bill suggested that would essentially, for any firm that received these credits, it would allow the state to use eminent domain of something of the sort and kind of expropriate their set in the case that uh, they did choose to leave the state. I think Kevin Spacey came, uh, did a junket for some uh, legislators in Maryland vying for these additional credits, and it became very much like the show, ironically enough, uh, this cutthroat moment of real politics uh, all over credits. Now, I, I do want to talk about the issue of depreciation because that is, uh, for me, it's hard to tease out exactly where the line is because certain hardware that companies will buy, it wears out, you depreciate it, the government sets the rates at which you can depreciate it and thus uh, receive some tax benefit for having uh, purchased this durable equipment. Um, but states treat different things differently and it's not really clear necessarily what kind of privileges are being handed out. How, how, how do you assess that? That was a, a pretty big goal of this research was trying to get to the bottom of that because there was a lot of left-wing groups that have done some of it good work on this topic of tax cronyism, but some of it not so good work because they're happy to sort of just define any provision whatsoever that's in the code as part of cronyism. But there's cronyism is measured relative to the base, right? There's this notion of the tax base. You always hear the mantra in tax reform of broad as possible bases, low rates. But even within that, there's a lot of economic issues you need to account for to uh, adequately create this base for businesses, not create economic distortions and a number of other um, issues. And so we tried to go through in our research and actually say, here are the provisions that clearly belong in the code. And, and here's what are, why. What are they? Uh, things that belong in the code very clearly, for example, depreciation. Uh, this is a cost of doing business as to the amortization of capital to not adequately account for that. Uh, to not adequately account for that would essentially not be getting to business profit, which is the goal. The goal is to get down and tax business profit. Uh, so that's one example. Another one is in the sales tax base. Uh, Firms are not, should not be paying sales taxes for things that are not final goods of consumption. Uh, the reason, say, in Europe you have a value-added tax is that you add at every stage of the production just on the value-added a little more tax. If you don't do that, you get what's called tax pyramiding because you're taxing the value of the product 
and then it goes to the next stage of production. The same tax is levied on the entire value of the product. But now there's a little bit of tax embedded in that cost. And so it becomes almost like compounding interest. And we call that tax pyramiding. And you get this huge secret effective tax burden that's embedded in these goods that no one sees. It distorts production because companies that are more vertically integrated, they have everything that goes on production-wise within the company before it goes to market. They don't have this pyramiding issue, whereas a longer supply chain with a lot of different firms, they're going to hit that. So these are economic uh, disadvantages for certain production models, and they create all of this favoritism and tilt the playing field in the market. So businesses should not be paying sales taxes. Only final consumers of goods should. Uh, so that's commonly something that people on the left say consider a provision that is cronious, but it's not. It's getting the tax base right. If I'm a state lawmaker and I would like to make some sort of big bargain, what what is the issue that uh, most states have in their tax code that are problematic that should just go away? For one, the state economic development agencies should end. There's no good reason for them. It's a bit of an arms race at some point. They're all just offering fairly similar treatment to the same few blue chip companies to try to essentially get uh, a ribbon cutting, which looks really great for politicians to be able to say, I brought Boeing here. But if you think about it, um, you sort of go back to core economic principles of you know the decentralized market versus picking winners and losers versus sort of the planned economy. And it's, okay, you, you can say, we're gonna bring Boeing in and they're gonna bring jobs to our state, but you gotta hit a revenue figure in a state. So if you are opting people out of the tax base to hit that revenue figure, rates gotta have to go up on everyone else, in particular, small businesses, innovative businesses, startups, uh, things like this. Uh, mid-sized businesses, mom and pops that are trying to grow into the next, you know, Fortune 500 company. They're trying to be the next Walmart. Uh, so it becomes this big race for blue chip ribbon cuttings, but you actually lose the growth that you need as a state, the real engine of income growth, job growth. So that should be the clearest one that should really end tomorrow. William Freeland is a research analyst at the American Legislative Exchange Council. Read more on taxes and spending at the state level at our website, cato.org.